Happy Wednesday morning, folks. It's going to be a glorious day. And it really is. Because I'm in control and I get to go see my new house. Uh, the final walkthrough before closing. And we'll get to see it all empty and ready and prepped and just like it'll be given to us on Friday when the keys and ownership truly get handed over. A little cooler this morning too actually. Uh, had a little bit of a heat wave coming through. I think in uh, a lot earlier podcast in the month of May and even into June. I was uh, maybe complaining a little bit about, well, I wouldn't say complaining, observation that summer may may skip us this may skip us this year, you know, not uh, come around. But nope, it's here now, and with no pools open, a little rough. But hey, that's why you go out and you buy a home, so that way you can buy a home that's got a nice little plot in the yard where you can put a pool. And that is the goal. Probably more important than the renovation of the kitchen that we have planned itself as well. So yes, it's gonna be a great day. I'm pumped, well rested. Haven't been able to say that uh, over the last few days. But I want to talk about the um, the audio book that I'm listening to right now. So the book itself is called The Infinite Game. It's by Simon Sinek. You've definitely heard me mention his name before. A big influence on me because when I moved out to Washington in, in uh, 2015, um, I went by myself initially. My family was still... Um, my daughter was still in school and the family was still situated back in Virginia, but I went ahead to execute my orders, which a lot of military folks do, uh, geo-batch, um, right, geographical bachelor, another thing a lot of military folks do <laughs> to try to ease the burden on always shifting their family around and, and such. But so I went out first and therefore had a lot of time on my hands to work out, probably the best looking shape I had <laughs> when I when I uh, went out there that's also because I left the ship when I got those orders and that's on a ship that's all you got time for too as well as working out sleeping doing your job and then working out to relieve stress kill time feel better feel good And I started listening to audiobooks. Actually, that's where I got into audiobooks because I, I knew I wanted to read. I liked reading on the ship. But all the walking and going to the gym and moving around that I was doing, I thought, why not try out an audiobook? And I loved it. And started listening to a few audiobooks out there. Ones that uh, a good colleague of mine that became a really, really good friend, Craig Bishop. 
there's a couple of, of mindset motivation books that he sent my way and then I hopped on on, on YouTube and kind of just perused motivation oh and that's kind of where it was too because sometimes you can find um, the audiobooks uploaded on YouTube so I was searching on, on YouTube to, to download some stuff and lo and behold I came across a video a TED talk by Simon Sinek and yeah right again at the time I had no idea who he was I just TED talk like start with why and I was like okay and after I listened to it it made so much sense it was scary but the TED talk itself actually was a few years old so this is 2015 he made this TED talk in 2008 and he actually made it in Washington in uh, Tacoma I believe at the time is where they were having this uh, you know TED talk or TEDx conference right they have the big TED talk and then they have little TEDx's that they have throughout for people to speak and record discuss and on top of everything I was reading right think and grow rich the slight edge and then this on top of it I was like Simon Sinek so then I looked up some more of his material saw that he had a book that was based off this TED talk called start with why and it and and fundamentally right it, it is critical right and uh, talking about finding your why and it was a game changer because we all want to do well we all want to be better we want to achieve more but yet at the end of the day as we continue to achieve and progress what are we going for what is what is encompassing the more right and it's kind of like when a business goes we want to grow okay to to what end and you're gonna hear me say it right now right why why do you want to grow what is what are you trying to achieve well we want growth we want to be more profitable we want to make more money we want to make more stuff we want to grow to what end are you are you trying to become Amazon are you trying to conquer the world are you trying to buy everything up and even then if you don't have a solid foundational why you'll lose your way in your growth you'll hit roadblocks and not know how to pivot because you don't know why you're doing it just like in life we want to. We want the promotion. We want more responsibility. And yet again, why? Why do you want that? Because society, mom and dad, peers, determine, dictate that you have to. You want to make more money. You want to double your income. Great. Why? What are you going to do with it? How are you going to put it to use? And say you double your income. 
I mean, if I double my income, I'd be like, whoa, that's sweet. But then what? Is the next goal to double that, double that? Perpetually driven to just produce and consume more? So once again, going back to Simon Sinek and, and his impact and influence on me and just a short story on that. And that was really the moment that I really became me and started living a better version of my life and becoming a better version of myself through that. So um, I don't believe in heroes. I don't believe in the uh, the ideology of putting people on a on a pedestal or the concept that individuals are born better or greater or set out to uh, accomplish more than you just by virtue of their name and their genes and who they are no, I, we all are on an equal playing field Aside from the very minuscule, and it's not even the 1%, it's, you know, less than the less than the less than the 1%, right? That, yeah, so if you want to be a basketball star, you gotta, you, you gotta be tall. You know, it helps. Height helps, right? So genetically, yes. Or the Usain Bolts of the world, smashing Olympic records, achieving gold. So short of professions where genetics really do matter. And to me, once again, sports, it, at the end of the day, it's a kid's game. There's no impact or legacy from that. You know, to me, the, the Gandhis, the Martin Luther Kings, the Theodore Roosevelt's, the George Washington's, Benjamin Franklin, Nikola Tesla, Albert Einstein. They had no real advantage except for the will, the grit, the determination, the motivation, the discipline. They're just people like you and I that went on to do extraordinary things because they believe in themselves and we're committed to that. That's what separates mortals like us from immortals like them, people that will live on forever. But I put Simon Sinek in that same category. He had a business. He was doing well. He just wasn't happy. And he didn't understand that as he made more and was more successful, he really became less and less happy and fell into a serious bit of depression because of it. 
you know, it can be very confusing. You're progressing, rising up, doing well, making more money, and yet you're completely miserable. And it could be confusing, doesn't add up. So to me, that it all makes sense. But kind of in that aha moment, and it changed his life and drove him in a different path of speaking and motivating and and really codifying what it means to have a why and believe in your why, to find your why. But he talks about his place in leadership a lot too, which is very important to me. Another book he wrote, Leaders Eat Last. And then when I heard him talking, giving speeches, interviews, and he alluded to the infinite game versus the finite game. And it kind of encompasses a lot of his earlier philosophies into one. And so I'm bringing this all up because, you know, I, there's so much value in what he's saying. And I, I, I think if he went out and got the infinite game, even if you hadn't listened to any of his other materials, which I highly recommend. But you can listen to all those and feel like this is those just chopped up in a different version. But it, it's good, you know, it, it, it is where you have 98% of the puzzle done. And that last 2%, you kind of do have to be aware and cognitive and discuss and look and be entrained in the other 98%. So. So to finish up this last 2% in discussing the infinite game, he, he rehashes and reiterates some of these other philosophies that tie into it. But everything focusing around leadership is so critical. And, and, I, and it's because we all are leaders, right? We, we, we all have the opportunity to lead, we sometimes inadvertently get pushed and forced into a leadership role. And even if it's not at work, even if you are in a profession where you're an army of one, an entrepreneur, it's your own business, and maybe it's you and one other individual, or it could just once again just be you in this role. But guess what? I, I, if you even find a partner in life, get married someday, start a family, raise a family, you are a leader. Like 1,000%, you are the leader of your tribe. And I've known individuals who had no desire to raise kids, but even then, if it's just you and one other person, do you not try to aim to provide and protect, nurture, inspire, motivate, So yes, your tribe is small. You have one follower. 
you're still a leader. There's no number or metric. You don't need more than one follower to be a leader. And so with that mindset, right, the majority of us out there that go through life's pursuits and endeavors and at a minimum find a partner in life or even better, start a family. And I say even better, once again, that's my opinion. I love the opportunity to, to raise two, two children into adulthood. Adultishhood. I'm still not adult yet. Not in my opinion. But man, some of the, the best, most insightful things that I've learned as a leader was as a father and a husband. And we'll apply these things to our to our children, but somehow we disassociate them from work because work and home are separate. You would never let your your child think little of themselves or not be inspired or motivated to do their best to be their best and yet we allow our our colleagues subordinates superiors to have to have that attitude so Everybody gets put into a role of leadership in some form or fashion, somehow, some way. Some will try to avoid it. That's fine. Once again, not for everybody. Not, you know, my my podcasts and my discussions and opinions, my philosophies. They're not like gravity. Although, okay. Sometimes you'll hear me say, this is gravity right here, like, this is one plus one equals two, in certain aspects of it. And that's really just how we operate as human beings. When I get a little nerdy or technical on the, on how we operate just as creatures at a base level, which I think is fascinating. Beyond that, and, and my own opinions of what it means to uh, to go through life. See, I mean, and, and that's the thing is like, we are tribe creatures. We are group think, group minded. We operate better in teams than we do as individuals. All the time, like that. So, and within that dichotomy, then you, you do have to have a leader of the group of the tribe. 
but it's never set in stone. It doesn't have to be just one individual. You can have multiple leaders within there. You know, at any one time, you have somebody leading, but that role can shift pretty fluidly, and probably the best tribe or organization is where um, the pivot can happen very seamlessly and, and quickly to maximize efficiency and stay on target. But so Simon Sinek and the Infinite Game. And here's a quick snippet of it. Once again, I'm, I'm trying to sell you on this because I think you can hear what I'm saying and doing, but I think the more you hear people saying what I'm saying, it just reinforces it. It's a different perspective. The Vietnam War. There was no way we were ever going to win, right? And when you look on paper how we were better trained, better fed, better equipped, newer technology, vastly superior in every way, right? And, and the losses the Vietnamese suffered, you know, even in like the, 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 the Tet Offensive, right? I mean, we... The Tet Offensive that happened was a complete failure for the North Vietnamese. You know, on every front, we repelled them. On paper, they were unsuccessful. We only suffered, I think, casualties in like the thousands, you know, as, as far as death goes. And theirs was in the almost like hundreds of thousands something ridiculous and overall in the war um what i thought i think we i hate it when i forget numbers because then it, you know it, i'm sharing the numbers to give weight to it but then if you're like ah oh, that's completely made up and incorrect then it defeats the purpose but i think we lost like fifty thousand somewhere in that that ballpark Over the entire span of the Vietnam War, 50,000 fatalities, and the North Vietnamese was in the millions, like one or two million. I think it's actually even more. You know, the percentage of their population they lost um, is ridiculous. Uh, just when you, when you when you put all the numbers in perspective, too. So the, the point being is that we, wouldn't, we were never going to win the, the Vietnam War. And that's because we didn't have a why. Like we didn't, we didn't have, <laughs> we had no idea what we were doing there. We just, we, in our mindset, the spread of communism and Chinese and Chinese influence. Um, at China and the Soviet Union and spreading their dirty, filthy communism through the world. And the North Vietnamese could care less about that. They had their why, you know, what they believed in for their nation, their freedoms and liberties, their solidarity. 
and just in talking to them after the fact you know their leaders and the people fighting the fight that survived they would have given their lives over and over again they would have sacrificed whatever it took because they were committed to their why and so for us we were playing a finite game you know we we were trying to abide by rules hoping to have an end date in sight accomplish X, Y, and Z and the Vietnamese the North Vietnamese they were just in it for the long haul And so a finite player going against an infinite player, the infinite player will win every time. Because in the infinite game, there are no rules, or whatever rules that you think there are, they're malleable, they can change. In the infinite game, the player wants, is in it just to keep it going. So compared to football or baseball where there's set rules, time limit, both teams agree to, to operate within those standards, and at the end of it, a winner is declared. Another great example that I like that he gives too is uh, between Microsoft and Apple. Microsoft had the Zune and Apple had the iPod. And Microsoft's goal wasn't to produce the best product, their goal was to beat Apple. And their goal was to outsell the iPod. And Apple could care less what Microsoft did or the Zune. They were out to make a beautiful product that inspired people, that motivated them to be different and think different and have music their way on their terms. Right, that's, that's the why right and every thing that Steve Jobs did with Apple right and you can tell um, Tim Cook right I think I got that name right um, is getting that wrong is is that why where Apple products were different because you're different or inspired you to be better. You know, in, in their commercials, a lot of times, right, it was never a group, it was always an individual, right? Being an individual, being unique, feeling unique, feeling like as an individual, you have your own worth and value that you contribute. And so the product is irrelevant, and that's why you have Apple fanboys and girls, because they don't care what it is. That's why they'll wait in line for it. It's Apple. I need to have it. Because I believe in Apple's why. Of breaking the norm. Being unique. Having different standards. Maybe better standards. But unique standards all the same. Microsoft, right, is uh, <laughs> numbers, more memory, faster, quicker, 
the Zoom, superior product, visually, interface-wise, graphically, probably had a better, better battery life. Superior to the iPod in every way, yet it colossally, colossal failure. Because nobody wanted to buy it. Nobody was inspired to buy it. It was just another product to compete with any other product. Apple wasn't playing the game to just sell a bunch of crap. That's a finite mindset. Do X to produce Y. No. Their, their mindset was to produce a beautiful product that inspires people. And, and yes, if we do our job right, you, you may be inspired to buy it. We're not out to to best anybody. We're just out to be the best ourselves. So there you go. Um, finite versus infinite players and game. The book is great. Highly recommend it. And uh, yeah, so I'm listening to that now, loving it. And that's where I balance my time in the car between the podcasts. So the days that I'm not recording a podcast, I'm listening to that audiobook. And uh, it's proving very, very helpful right now and insightful in my current leadership position and role. Because then it lets you know, like, am I playing it? Am I, am I an infinite player? Or am I, am I a finite player like in, in how I'm operating and what I'm expecting and the way I'm running running the helm here at, of the ship? Oh, man. So when I move, I'm going to be further away, by the way. And that means I can record longer. I don't know if I will. Uh, 30 minutes is a good run. That's where we're at right now. It's perfect timing. Uh, my drive is probably going to be at least 45 minutes, I think. So another 15 minutes, uh, maybe I'll be able to do the podcast and listen to some audiobooks along the way and what have you. But whatever it is, it's going to be awesome. And I'm excited. So go get it. Go be it. Go do it. You've heard me say before, if you're listening to my podcast and you're this far along in, it's there. The material's there to be definitely more successful than you are now. I know that. So it's Wednesday. Let's go get it. I love y'all. And really, I, I want y'all to be inspired like I've been inspired. And then maybe down the road, I'll be listening to your podcast. Because you'll be like, hey, Rico, I listened to your podcast all of 2020, and it, it was awesome. It got me through this craziness in these crazy times. But now I got my podcast going can you listen to it? Can you please? And if I hear you regurgitating some of the stuff I've said, that would be fantastic. All right. Wednesday, halfway through the week. Let's go get it. All right. Be awesome with intention. Out.